0: When you speak something that is absolutely true, it makes a liar out of anyone who stands against it. This basically guarantees that when you commit yourself to teaching the truth of God, you're going to have enemies. That was certainly true for Jeremiah. But the great news is that you'll be on God's side, and that's always the winning side. This is the Wisdom Journey. Stephen Davey has a lesson for you called, The Promise of a Future and a Hope.
1: For 18 years, the prophet Jeremiah has stepped into the pulpit there in Judah, so to speak, and preached faithfully the Word of God. For 18 years, without fail, he's obeyed his commission from the Lord to speak whatever God commanded him. Back in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 7, he made that promise. And the response uh, from the people has been exactly what God told him it would be. He said in that same chapter, verse 19, they will fight against you. Now, let me tell you, beloved, dedicating your life to following the Lord means facing opposition in the world. In fact, Jesus told his disciples the world would hate them because the world hated him. John 15. The Apostle Paul warned the church that all who seek to live godly lives in Christ will be persecuted. 2 Timothy 3, verse 12. You see, your life didn't get any easier when you became a Christian. In fact, in many ways, it got a little harder. Maybe you've learned that by now. The opposition uh, to to Jeremiah is only going to increase. And keep this in mind, he hasn't yet reached the midpoint of his ministry yet. Well, chapter 26 now of Jeremiah takes us back to the reign of Jehoiakim. Here in verse 2, the Lord speaks to Jeremiah again. Stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak to all the cities of Judah, all the words that I command you to speak to them. Do not hold back a word. Once again, Jeremiah does exactly what the Lord says. Now, there's still some hope that the people might yet repent. But Jeremiah warns them if they don't, God's going to destroy your, your beautiful temple uh, they aren't to think of that temple as you know some kind of good luck charm that's going to protect them from God's judgment. No, that, that building, that temple is no guarantee of safety. But here's the response to Jeremiah's sermon, verse 8. When Jeremiah had finished speaking, all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, then the priests and the prophets and all the people laid hold of him, saying, "'You shall die.'" <laughs> how's that for 18 years of faithful service to God? We're going to kill you. Well, in verse 11, the priests and the prophets say he's worthy of death because he's, he's dared to preach against the city of Jerusalem. Well, that's treason. He deserves to die. Again, I've said before, I'll say it again, I've had people angry with me after I have preached a sermon. I've had several people over the years contact my office and demand that I stop preaching about them although I never named them or even had them in mind, but evidently the shoe fit. But I've never had people try to kill me after a sermon, at least not yet. I remember visiting the chapel in England where John Wesley preached, and the guide told us that on on one occasion he preached against the evils of slavery, and the congregation uh, angrily erupted and broke apart many of the pews there in the sanctuary, and John Wesley escaped up through the choir loft. Well, mind you of jeremiah here he's He's put on trial. the priests and prophets are ready to put him to death. They don't like his preaching. He steps into the witness stand, so to speak, there in the courtroom, and he again faithfully declares these words here in verse fifteen, Know for certain that if you put me to death. You will bring innocent blood upon yourselves and upon this city and its inhabitants. For in truth, the Lord sent me to you to speak all these words. Well, fortunately, there are some older men in this courtroom scene who remind the people that the prophet Micah wasn't put to death for his unpopular preaching, and they'd, they'd better be careful not to harm Jeremiah. And on their counsel, Jeremiah's life is spared. Now, we arrive at chapter 27, and and Jeremiah delivers a prophecy at the beginning of Zedekiah's reign. Now, remember, Zedekiah is the last king in Judah before Babylon arrives to take the nation into exile. Well, Zedekiah has called all the political leaders from several surrounding countries to, to plan this revolt against Babylon. Jeremiah hears about it, he shows up and delivers one of those action sermons where he literally plays out now what's going to happen. Uh, The Lord has uh, Jeremiah make a wooden yoke like those used to tie teams of oxen together. And at the Lord's command, Jeremiah puts this yoke on his own neck and shoulders. And then he says to the king and all these leaders here in verse 8, if any nation or kingdom will not serve this Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, I will punish that nation with the sword, with famine, and with pestilence, declares the Lord. In other words, Judah's exile in Babylon is the will of God. It's God's judgment on Judah for their rebellion, and they're to willingly put their necks under the yoke of Babylon. Now Jeremiah repeats the prophecy to Zedekiah here in verse twelve. Bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon, and serve him and his people and live. But with that, a false prophet named Hananiah steps forward to oppose Jeremiah in his message and chapter twenty eight records the false teaching of this, this false prophet. Hananiah goes over and and grabs a hold of that wooden yoke Jeremiah had made, and Hananiah breaks it apart, and and he effectively tells the people, Jeremiah's lying, Babylon's yoke of oppression will soon be broken. That's my prophecy to you. Well, that was false. Jeremiah then responds that this wooden yoke is going to be replaced by an iron yoke. Nobody's going to be able to break that one apart. With that, Jeremiah now delivers a personal prophecy to Hananiah, this false prophet. Here it is in verse 16. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will remove you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die, because you have uttered rebellion against the Lord. Well, two months later, the word of the Lord through Jeremiah comes true, and Hananiah dies. Now, that ought to get the attention of King Zedekiah and all these other false prophets. But it doesn't. So now here in chapter 29, opposition is merely uh, growing. Uh, Even stronger false prophets who've already been deported to Babylon are now over there telling the people that exile isn't going to last long, and they'll be back celebrating in Jerusalem in no time at all. So Jeremiah sends a letter to Babylon, and he tells the exiles over there the exact opposite message. The letter records here in verse 5. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. In other words, you're not leaving Babylon anytime soon, so settle down. By the way, beloved, this is godly advice for every believer in every nation to this day. This is where God has appointed you. Serve as good citizens. Obey the authorities, as long as they don't demand that you disobey God's word. Settle down. Plant some fruit trees. Beautify your home. Give it a good paint job. Work well at your job. Be the best employee that shows up in the morning. God hasn't abandoned you. Babylon isn't your permanent home. Um, Don't try to destroy it. Instead, he's saying to them and to us, pray for it. Pray for the people as you live among them, as you wait for deliverance from the Lord. Verse 11, now is a promise that there's a better day coming. The Lord says to the exiles through Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. What a wonderful promise. The Lord has plans For their future. And in the meantime, they're to serve the Lord right where He's assigned them, even in the land of Babylon. Well, it doesn't make it any easier for Jeremiah. In fact, this chapter ends with more opposition. This time, the false prophet's name is Shemaiah, and he sends a letter from Babylon back to Judah, telling the priests and the people to rebuke Jeremiah for writing that letter telling the exiles in Babylon to settle down and plant trees. As Shemaiah says, you know, you all need to rebuke Jeremiah for such a a pessimistic message. But Shemaiah is wrong, and Jeremiah is right. You know, as you deliver to your world today the truth of God's Word, you might be ignored, rejected, ridiculed, maybe even hated and, and persecuted. But let me tell you, the world is wrong. And you, believer, you're right. And and in the end, God will have the last word. In the meantime, remember, beloved, even as you live in Babylon today, God has plans for you. They're plans for your welfare, not, not for evil, but to give you a future and a hope. And what a future. We have all been promised to spend eternity with our Lord in heaven. Well, until our next wisdom journey together, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
0: Stephen Davey is taking you through the entire Bible in three years. Today we're in the book of Jeremiah, and this lesson was entitled, The Promise of a Future and a Hope. If you're listening to this on a podcast app, please be sure and follow The Wisdom Journey and leave a comment or review. That helps more people find this Bible teaching ministry. Thank you and join us next time on The Wisdom Journey.